You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hello and good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us here on the Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears. We are just happy to be here today. We are so um, ecstatic and elated. (laughs) to be joining you today. Yes, we love, uh, we're just praying right before we went live, and we just love being able to touch your lives in ways that bring freedom and bring understanding so that that you can leave a legacy that you can be proud of, that you're not repeating those cycles and chasing your tail in the the area of marriage, if you will. You know, it doesn't have to look like mom and dad's or grandma and grandma's. You know, God has better for our marriages. Thank you. You know, I'm so glad he does, and I'm so glad that he put that on our heart. I know. He does. He has better for our marriages and your marriage, and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he gives us instruction and ways and and people, teachers, to give us counsel and wisdom. We hope we're that for you. And um, uh, God has certainly shaped our lives in marriage, and we're so thankful for that. And he's brought us through so much in our life and marriage. And Man, if you would just... I'll just say this. If you guys would just like and share our broadcast with friends and family, people that you know, maybe they're struggling in marriage. Maybe they want to go to the next level with their marriage, whatever that might be. Just share and like the broadcast on all of our social media platforms uh, on Revival Now, Dan Steep on YouTube, Facebook. You can also watch us live from our app, the Revival Now app, as well as our website, um, yeah, so there's so many options. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so let me just say this too. Hey, we just launched um, uh, Revival Now TV apps on Roku. Apple TV and Roku. Yay. So now you can even watch us live and even Evangelist pull up, Dan and Shannon. Yeah, you yeah. can watch all of our on-demand content. Content there. Wow, I can't <laughs> speak. For you, so that's okay. <laughs> on-demand content as well. So hey, awesome. what are we talking about today? Well, today we know you guys like steps. And we know you got, you like, you know, what can I do? I was that way. Like, just, Show me. we're struggling, right? And I'm like, just give me steps that I can do just to make it, help make me. the pain stop. Help. <laughs> help. So today we're going to talk about help? four steps to keep your marriage from crashing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things you can do to keep your marriage from crashing. Amen. Amen. Um, but today we're just going to talk about these four. They encompass a lot. And so, you know, in our time slot, we really can't expand and have a two hour, you know, live broadcast. We right. lose a lot of people. Yeah. But today we want to just kind of high, what is that called? High level high it. Level. High level it a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you have, you know, questions and you want to dive a little bit deeper into some of the things we're sharing, you can always email us at... Um, Marriage, Marriage Minute, Minute at, at RevivalNow.com. Revival yes. <laughs> All right. So step number one. This one was a big one for me. Uh, what be, is it? It's it's believe that your marriage could crash. Oh. Simple, right? Okay. Four steps to keep your marriage from crashing. The first one is, you know, have a realistic view about marriage and mm-hmm. yours in particular and understand that, that it can crash. Yeah. Because in our situation, you know... Uh, he was my knight in shining armor, right? He was everything that my dad wasn't. No, no, you know, offense to dad. It was yeah. just, I'm looking for somebody different. And he swooped in and he was this, you know, six foot three, you know, dark hair, dark skin, you gangly. know, gangly fella that filled all my check boxes, I guess. And, um, and he just swept me off my feet and you were, yeah. you were kind. I mean, 
you're he's kind and caring and you just put on the charm you know you, in mm-hmm. pursuing me and and he was just it like you were he I idolized him actually and he was my son my moon this was before you know we yeah. we came before to Jesus, Jesus yeah, and understood Jesus. some of the things yeah. uh, in what I was doing but and you were I all, literally I don't, like I don't want to waste time other than to say you were that for me too. Okay. Yes. I didn't realize that. You but were all right. And so are. I don't I know if say I, I don't know if I be, I don't know if I believe that. You were you were a lot about yourself. You know what I mean? Well, I know, but you 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 really were like <laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay. I mean, okay, the physical attraction was clearly there. Now, granted, the whole heart issue had to get worked out over our lifetime in marriage, but I'm telling you, you were that. I don't know. Okay, I believe you. I I hear what you're saying. Along with my sandwich, I hear what he's saying, but. And it could just have been with me. Like at any moment, I felt like you were like, I'm going to trade you in for a new model. You know, I'm going to trade you in and whatever. I think that happens when you kind of get into marriage and the honeymoon (laughs) phase is over. (laughs) So anyway. Yeah. Anyway, he was on the pedestal of my life. I idolized him. And Mm -hmm. with that came a very prideful uh, attitude towards marriage towards other people's marriages mm-hmm. i was very judgmental that it wasn't him i don't know if he was or wasn't but but i think for i me, was to some degree yeah like we would i would look at our marriage and mm-hmm. it's so hilarious because our marriage wasn't wasn't all that <laughs> it was nothing and and i'm looking at it back in pretty, those days pretty bad yeah i'm looking at it back in those days and holding it up against other people's marriages and thinking like oh well at least we're not them at least you know and i'm like what a facade you know what a yeah. fallacy and and yeah. just false peace, you know that pride. It's that pride that 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 settles in. You know Proverbs sixteen eighteen or is it eighteen sixteen eighteen? 16, pride, 18. pride goes before destruction yeah. and a haughty spirit before a fall. And it truly, there there. I mean, there is all everything in this word is so in His word is so good. Yes. This one in particular in my life and at that time, golden. Like mm-hmm. it depicted everything that yeah. that I thought, I did, I lived, I felt. I was very prideful of our marriage. I wasn't about a lot of things in my life. I mean, I didn't have a high self-esteem or whatever. But when it came to our marriage, you know, it. I was like, we've got it. We're good. I look back on it. And I'm like, holy cow. You know, that, yeah, that's, wow, you know, that's that is good, crazy. I mean, the viewpoint you're sharing, just having pride about your marriage. And I guess along that same lines, I think about, you know, when I was a teenager and how I had this sense of invincibility. Yeah. Like... I was not going to get hurt. I mean, I did stupid things like a lot of people do in their youth, right? Um, so I, I certainly wasn't a godly person back then. But, you know, I, I drank alcohol. I drove under the influence. Stupid, right? Mm-hmm. But it, but that age... Mm-hmm. You think you you're th- invincible. Yeah, nothing's going to happen Absolutely. to me. Like, I'm not going to die. Nothing's going to happen. No, nothing ill is going to come my way. And so you just have this false sense of security mm-hmm. about your life. And so that, like you're saying, that can also play out in your marriage. Oh, yeah. Like, um, eh, everything's going to be fine. You know, we can put this thing on cruise control, <laughs> put it on autopilot. Everything's just going to go fine. It's you just going to be perfect. It can happen. That Nothing's attitude happen. can happen in a lot of areas. Like, how yeah. you raise your children, what you <clears throat> eat, how, I don't know, just stupid stuff. Yeah. So, so here's, you know, if you have a pen and paper and you write one thing down mm-hmm. today, write this down. You are not the exception. That's it. You are not the exception. That was a That's hard good. pill, a little jagged pill, I, big one that I had to swallow because I, I believed we were the exception. And we are yeah. not, and we're not, and we'll never be the exception. And don't ever believe that your your marriage 
can't fall into that trap. Exactly. You know, if you've got this mindset of pride and invincibility, you're actually fooling yourself. Yeah. And, and as we go on, you're going to understand that. But yeah. let me, I want to read this from 1 John um, chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. And so just bear with me a little bit till it gets to the key point. Uh, New Living Translation, this is Jesus talking about, do not love this world. He said, do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride, here you go, pride in our achievements and possessions. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you consider me your possession or, um, you know, your, your, you know, I'm your achievement in life that we got married and, you know, I got this great catch and, you know, I got you and I got this great catch. If I, if I look at that and I elevate that mm -hmm. as an idol, like mm -hmm. you were saying, absolutely um, above God, that's going to be a fundamental yeah. problem. That's and problem. I'm going, because there's pride. And like, like that other scripture said from Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction. Mm -hmm. And so sure does. Jesus is trying to warn us not to put pride in our possessions, our marriage, uh, our relationship. Don't elevate that above him. That's yes, right. this is a godly union, more so today than it ever was early on in our life. Um, but And we can be proud of where we've come, where God's brought us in marriage. That, no, that's the right kind of pride. Yeah, it's a, it's a humility and a gratefulness mm -hmm. and a thankfulness for God's mercy, that's for his redeeming grace, that's for right. his restoration, mm -hmm. uh, renewing our marriage. You know, that's different than... Right. You know, I'm better than you. My marriage is better than you. You don't know what you're doing. Pride. Yeah, so, that that's you're, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right absolutely. on. Thankfulness is the key. So it, it, it and it's important to be humble, and understand that we're not the exception. That's right. Like you said, exactly because we aren't. So so step number two. What is that? So that was a great first step. Mm -hmm. Thank you for Big. leading in on that one. Thank you. You're welcome. So learn the laws of marriage and respect them. So we've talked about this in previous broadcasts, but you know God has laws um, that we need to respect. Um, and basically, um, it may be hard to believe this, but marriage is the safest relationship on the earth. Mm -hmm. God designed it that way. And, you know, you can equate this to, um, you know, I saw a study, I, I read about this, where, you know, air travel is considered to be the safest form of travel, you know. You think, well, okay, we're up in the air, things can happen. But when you understand the law of, I'm an engineer, you know, by, by trade, I'm a minister of the gospel, but, you know, my early study and career was in, in engineering. So when you understand the law of aerodynamics mm -hmm. and you understand the law of gravity and how flight actually works, you understand that it's actually pretty safe. Mm -hmm. And statistically, it even says that. So if you even look that up and do a Google search for yourself, you're going to find that air travel is safer than actually driving in a car down the highway, which is pretty amazing. So if there's, the point to that is, if there's laws, you know, that God, natural laws that God put in place, mm -hmm. such as the law of aerodynamics, the law of gravity, and you understand how that works, then wouldn't God have laws for right, marriage? Right, right. You know, so why don't you touch on a couple of those, honey? Yeah. Like what What are some of the laws that we've talked about before that people need to be aware of? Again? Yeah, yeah. So these four laws that God designed for marriage come from one scripture in Genesis yeah. two twenty four, right? Where it says, "A man shall leave his mother and father and, and cleave to his wife, and they the two shall become one flesh." Right. And 
or united, the two are united into one, joined together, all of that. So so these four laws for marriage, and we've talked about them before uh, on previous episodes, you know, one of them is uh, priority. Law of priority. The law of priority. So that is mm -hmm. the man leaves his father and mother. And is joined to his wife. And is joined to his wife. That is priority. God mm -hmm. is number one. Your spouse is number two. Mm -hmm. Your family is number three before anything else. Mm -hmm. And if anything else is taking priority, it, that if you are not lined up that way in your marriage um, and in your spiritual life, then you're out of order. Mm -hmm. And and your marriage is going to suffer. So the yeah. law of priority, your yeah. spouse is first. Yeah, that's right. A, a second law is the law of pursuit. Right. So this is really talking about um, it takes work. Mm -hmm. Like when we got together, you pursued me. Mm -hmm. I pursued him. We were doing things for one another, wooing each other, courting one another, long phone, you know, conversations. We didn't have cell phones yeah. back then, but I would Dinner just... dates, going out to the movies. You did that. You did that at the beginning. You know, that's that's the law of pursuit. You, your marriage is going to take work. Mm -hmm. And if, if anything is worth it in this world and eternally, right. uh, it's going to take work. You can't just sit back and expect things to fall in your lap and expect, mm -hmm. you know, do nothing to feed your marriage to... Uh, nurture your marriage, and the same holds true for your spiritual life, and expect your life to be full of abundance and overflow and yeah. blessings. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking about the four steps uh, to keep your marriage from crashing. This is the second step, which is understand that God has laws. You know, the thing with God is, is that even even before these laws, the scripture was was read, he mm -hmm. already had invented marriage, but he mm -hmm. already had lined up that these laws were going to be, mm -hmm. you know, stand the test of time and to help, you know, give us a roadmap and a guide, if you will, on how we can have successful marriages. Amen. If we do marriage God's way, per his laws, mm -hmm. we have a 100% success rate in having a great marriage. Amen. 100%. Absolutely Guaranteed. The guaranteed. Bible talks about God is not a man that he should lie. So when God puts it in his word, he can't lie. That's against his very nature. And so he's trying to help us mm -hmm. to actually flourish in our marriage, which is actually amazing. <laughs> yeah. So the third law that he talked about in that Genesis 2.24 is the law of partnership. Mm -hmm. You share in everything, you know, emotionally, financially, uh, physically, everything you're sharing. There's no, there's no secret. There's no... Uh, it's the two working together as a team. That's right. It's not like I've got mine and you've got yours. Yeah. No, yeah. we're actually working together as a team so that we benefit. That's right. Not I benefit. That's right. You become we, one flesh. We become one become flesh. One flesh. And we're we're benefiting together. Amen. And through our benefiting as a husband and wife, our children are going to benefit. Amen. That gets into the whole heart of our ministry, which is leaving a legacy. That you can be proud of, Amen. right? To your Amen. children and to your children's children. So that's really powerful. And then the last law that God gave was from that from that scripture was the law of purity. Mm -hmm. So that's really staying pure to your marriage vows, right? So we're, I'm going to be doing a marriage this coming Friday. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about for better or for worse in sickness and in health. All of those things. These Amen. are commitments. This is a covenant of marriage. And so one of those covenants... Of marriage. <laughs> One of those covenants of marriage is to keep um, yourself pure and That's to right. remain faithful to the one that you spoke those vows to 
on that day, on that marriage Amen. day. Amen. And that, keep that it means, holy. That means guard your heart, guard your eyes, guard your ears. What yeah. are you looking at? What are you hearing? What are you watching? You know, what kind of music are you listening to? You know, mm -hmm. any any type. I've not listened to any secular music much anymore. But and I don't even know what's out there like current. Mm -hmm. But I do know that that a lot of the secular songs and maybe even just the rap stuff, they don't. It there there's like so much negativity. There's a towards, lot of negativity towards women and yeah. and and you know, it's, it's just disgusting healthy. and it's vulgar and and it's not healthy. So what are you listening to? <clears throat> you know, even some of those songs. You know, we we grew up in the '80s and those songs are awesome and they they take you back to a time that was a lot more simpler. And I you know, growing up and things like that in the '80s was amazing. But um, <laughs> in listening to some of them nowadays, I'm like, what? What were we listening what to? What is he saying? What is she? I'm like, oh my gosh, I yeah. didn't realize. I love the beat. Yeah, I, yeah. A lot of times I, w I wasn't taking yeah, in the, the lyrics. I wasn't, yeah. I mean, I know the lyrics, you know, even 30 years later so or you, 50 years later. So, I know you the know, lyrics, I don't but, know if the Bible explicitly says this, but, you know, there is an eye gate. Everything that comes into our eye, it's but the Jesus said, you know, our eye is the lamp to our soul, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, our ears, there's an ear gate, right? So, whatever we listen to, whatever we watch, right? So, Think about this. Everything that comes in my eyes and everything that comes in my ear is a seed. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right? So you have to ask yourself, if, if your eye is the lamp to your soul and your body and it's feeding your soul, mm -hmm. um, what are you feeding it? That's right. And so um, the Word of God is a seed. So, yeah, everything in this world can be a seed. That's and, right. and so you can actually corrupt your very soul by what you take in. That's right. Either through oh your goodness, eyes easily. or through your ears. And so what are you what Especially are you Especially this day in? and age. Right. It matters. So it matters. Here's the thing. To close up this second yeah. second step. If we break any of these laws, your marriage is gonna suffer. Amen. Of these four laws will. that we've just spoke about. It will. And you can go back and listen to our teaching from, I think it was back in May 10th or something like that, where we talk about these four laws in detail. Mm -hmm. So, but if you break these four laws, I don't care how intelligent you are. I don't care how much wisdom you think you have. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your status in life is. If you break these four laws, you're going to have trouble in your marriage. Guaranteed. Absolutely guaranteed. But if you follow the four laws, right, you've got an, a one hundred percent success rate of having a great marriage. Who wouldn't want? I love those all odds. It's better than them. the lottery. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, it's better than gambling. It's a definite. It's a given. It's a sure thing. Absolutely, a sure thing. It's a I sure love thing. it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. All you have to do, all you have to do, <laughs> is humble yourself mm -hmm. and realize that you are not the exception, and understand these four laws of marriage it, it puts things in in the proper place yeah. and seek humble god out your, for your marriage so yourself before the mighty hand of god yeah yeah so the third thing yeah third step that you can do and this is kind of a duh thing but the third step that you can do you have to refuel refuel your tank yeah you cannot absolutely cannot pour into your marriage when your tank is not filled well how do we do that how do you do that how do we do that Help you me. need, yes, your personal time with the Lord. You need personal time with Jesus every single day. Mm -hmm. You need to be in his word. <laughs> you need to be talking to him in prayer. You need to be listening to some songs. I don't care if it takes you 15 minutes, a half an hour. Mm -hmm. You got to set your alarm a little bit early because evenings don't work because we fall asleep. Yeah. 
in the in our chairs. Yeah, evenings are not good for me. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you have, your time with the Lord, my time with the Lord is separate from his time with the Lord. Yeah. I have a, a personal relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ. It doesn't look like his. He has a personal relationship with Jesus and yep. his day-to-day -day with him is different than what mine is. We talk about different things with God. We we listen to different, you know, kinds of music as far as worship goes and praise songs go. Like he, he um, different types of songs and, and the way they sound fill sure. his tank yeah. as do others with mine. Absolutely. And so, so you have that time apart uh, with the Lord in, and then you can come together at some point and still have that time uh, with together. your spouse you together. Can pray, you can pray read together, together, read the Bible together, do sing a devotion, together, do, do a, a devotion together. There's so many opportunities. Yeah, yeah. So, so you need God fuel. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. That is just drop the mic, and that's what it is. Drop so the mic, and and so if I could just say this, I know. And you probably could say the same thing. I know when I am not spending time with the Lord, when I'm not disciplined, and it's not because I want it to be this, you know, rote behavior. Right. I don't mean it that way. Right. I mean that, that I, it, there's a desire of my heart to want to read God's word and spend time with him. And when I don't do that, when life gets busy and I, you know, shelve that and say, oh, it's just not important. Mm -hmm. I actually notice it in my personality and you may yeah. notice it as yeah. well. You may see me just being more short mm -hmm. and less patient and what have more you. And quiet. More yep. quiet. Yep. And so um, it has an impact. Let me read to you. Yeah, from, I was going to say share our scripture. I want to share that. Well, let me share this scripture from Psalm 1 and just listen to what this says. Um, the first few. It says, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. We can get advice. We can get... Everybody has advice. Everybody's got an opinion. <laughs> and I'm not going to finish that out from an American perspective because there's a saying about yeah, that. But anyway, everybody's got an opinion. Follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with the mockers. That, that's a dime a dozen people. That's everywhere. But they delight. Here's the key. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, obviously getting the rivers of life flowing in and through. This is the river of life. This mm -hmm. book here, what I hold, the Word of God, is the river of life Amen. that's going to make you a tree planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Neither, uh, or sorry, their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. That's what happens when you when you get God fueled. That's right. You're going to prosper in all that you do, including your marriage. <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank yes. you. Thank you, Lord. That that and I'll, that scripture speaks to um, our third point under step three is mm -hmm. so you need God fuel. I'll come back to the second one, which is is spouse fuel. Right. This third one is friend fuel mm -hmm. because that's kind of what you're talking about. It matters who you who your company is. It matters who you're spending time with. You need friends good friends that mm -hmm. you like being with that you have fun together and that and that fills your tank it does you know because divorce runs in packs adultery they runs in groups that's right it truly i've seen it play out in this city i mean women hating or men, men hating, hating all that runs i in have groups. seen it witnessed it before my eyes in this city where there was a group of women who who did things together and they all hung together and the one got divorced and they supported her and the next I kid you not, every single one of them are now divorced. 
Every single one of them. I don't know if they're remarried or whatever, but I watched that happen and I'm like, what in the world? So it is going matters on? who your friend group is. It does. And so once you really establish a friend group that's for marriage, that's right, that's against divorce, yep. that wants to see reconciliation and healing take place in your marriage and relationship, and they understand the covenant of what marriage really is, that you did this before God. Yeah. You know, yeah. as as a commitment for life. Yeah. If I go to that to my friend and say I'm thinking about leaving Richard because I'm just not happy, I would expect them to say, "Well, back the bus up." Right. You know, I don't know where this is coming from, but we need to kind of take a look at at what's going on here in your life, and and God can and will restore your marriage. So yeah. it, it it matters. Well, you know, even the ceremony that I'm going to be doing Friday, uh, the wedding ceremony, I'm going to ask all the people who are there that are gathered for this you know, great, holy, special occasion of two young people that we love and care about, um, I'm going to ask them that very thing. Mm -hmm. If they will be supportive to their marriage mm -hmm. uh, through good and bad times as well, That's and right. to pray for them and to, right. and to support them in, a, in an encouraging and a positive way. And we know personally that God can, can bring... Uh, anybody back from anything. Oh, sure. Anything in your yeah, marriage. There's nothing too so great. So back to the, the, the second uh, way to refuel yeah. your tank and your spouse's <laughs> tank is, your, is spouse fuel. So you need to be meeting each other's needs. Yeah. Which I think next week or the week after I'm going to talk about or we're going to talk about um, if if I'm reminding you all the time what my needs are. Yeah. That's that's not meeting my need. Right. That is me being upset and nagging you you that I feel it. I feel lonely, and, and that's you not really caring. It, you know too. what I mean? That's that's what the message I'm receiving is. He doesn't care, and I'm not important, right? And so yep. you need to have fun together. You need to uh, be do plan mm -hmm. to do things together. You yeah. know, I have here sex plus fun. Your tanks are filled, right? Hello, women. We like to have fun. <laughs> I know he likes to have fun, but you know, if I walk into the room naked. You know, he's going to he's going to be ready for fun. Wow. And so <laughs> thanks for keeping it PG. <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is, you know, because really marriage without those things, marriage without sex, marriage without fun. It's mm -hmm. a business relationship. Right. And I don't want a business relationship. I want my best friend and yeah. I want a spouse Absolutely. that we share everything. The law of partnership That's and it. pursuit and purity and, and all of that. So you have to like you said, you have to plan time together. Amen. Right? Because busyness... You gotta work at it. Yeah, we know busyness <laughs> can creep in and it can it can rob your time to be able to spend with one another. And another thing that will rob your time... Let me just get on a soapbox right it. now. Go for it. And I'm guilty of this, so... <laughs> I'm curious um, to what he's going to say this, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Our phones, television, it robs us yep. of yep. time that we can Computers, actually be connecting. Yep. You know, we can get on Facebook or we can... You know, respond to emails or whatever. Watch videos on TikTok or Instagram Reels or whatever the thing is that you do. But if you don't set this thing aside, if you don't turn your computer off be, and and be connected, be in the moment, intent, be present, intentional, yeah, then you are robbing time of Absolutely. spending with your spouse. Absolutely. So even you know, you go out to dinner, just. Turn your phone over. Don't even look at it. Put it on the table. Don't even let it be a distraction. Whoever for you. and whatever it is can wait because your spouse needs to have priority and they need to know back that to they the have law of priority. priority. Thank you absolutely, very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much. See how that pulls back You're in. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, what's step number four? Step number four. This is this we we assigned 
Pastor Richard this step particularly, like we assigned step one for me because he has, <laughs> he has experience with this. Don't overload your marriage. Yeah. That's step number four. I would, I would put in there your life. Yeah, it's, yes, it's probably your life, right? Because that affects your marriage. It yes. affects your marriage. So, you know, we can let work be all consuming. It was in my life um, when I was in, in, in the automotive industry for a number of over 25 years. Um, it was all consuming and I got my value. I got my worth out of that. And why, my wife, Donna, she took mm-hmm. second place and so did my family. They and weren't we f- getting, we felt it. We yeah, felt they it. weren't getting my best. They were getting the, the, the scraps, the leftovers. If there were any, if, leftovers. if there were any, right. Cause you know, you, you, you can work so much and you can be so busy and you can meet everybody else's need, including your workplace. And you can have the thought that this. I'm doing good. This I'm is what I need good. to do. You know, this is because, where I need you know, to be, I'm which is alive from myself Satan. by how much money I bring in and how big my house is and how many cars I have and toys, to- boats, boats or whatever the thing keys. is that, that you are trying to uh, accumulate, right? But at the end of the day, uh, like Jesus said, all that stuff gets burned up. Yep. Sure and does. all you're left with is, is your life and what you did that was kingdom-minded. Now, kingdom-minded is... Taking care of this, this mm-hmm. relationship, my marriage, Amen. number one priority. That's my number one ministry Amen. is to my wife. My second min- most important ministry is to my family. That's right. Because I can work and work and work and work. And if my family is lost and they're not saved and they're not going to be in eternity with Jesus Christ, what have I really gained? Exactly. Nothing. Nothing. No. At all. It matters not. Mm-mm. And so you've got to put things in priority. And when you... Here's the thing that happened to me is when you got that such a load on your life, you know, coming from all kinds of directions and you don't know how to say no because you're a people pleaser. That's kind of what I've dealt with in my life. Then um, your your wife and your family is going to um, not get anything, as, as Donna said. Right. So what happens is, is your emotional tank, you're physically worn, number one. And then the emotional stress drains you physically. Mm-hmm. And when you get home, you've got nothing left. You've got no emotional yeah. capacity within you. This yeah. vessel is completely empty. Yeah. And on top of that, if you're not getting the God refueling, right. you're definitely empty. I mean, where are you going to draw? What well are you going to draw from in order to pour yeah. out of you you're into your dry. life, completely into your dry. You're, yeah. you're dry. There's yeah. nothing there. You're dry and you're parched and you've got nothing to give. Absolutely. And there's no help. So you've got to, you've got to take, uh, you've got to reevaluate and you've got to evaluate your life and where time is actually being spent and say, you know, is that really important from an eternal perspective mm-hmm. and get your priorities right. right? Because when you do, I'm telling you, uh, in your in your relationship with your spouse and with your family, it's going to turn into an oasis. It will. Amen. And when it turns into an oasis, you're actually breathing life. You're giving life from that place. Yeah. And that's what's powerful. And will you have busy times in your life? Absolutely. Sure. But your tank is filled. Your mm-hmm. tank is full to overflowing, and 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 you can you can stand a little bit of receding a little bit. Until yeah. the next filling, you right. know what I mean? So right. we're not saying that life can't get busy. Right. What we're saying is prioritize what you allow 
into your life to create the busyness. But if you get, if you allow yourself to completely remain in that dry place all the time, where you're just completely spent physically, emotionally, and you're not changing that. Well, because what happens and what I've seen with you is then the excuses start to come, mm-hmm. you know, Hey babe, you know, did you have some God? Cause I'm seeing it, right. Did you have, did you get a chance to read your Bible this morning? Well, I had to do this, this, you know, you, you come and get, I had to do this and I had to do that. And I had to, you know, that, and that, you, that gets into like some of the points like short yeah, temper yeah, yeah. or you're curt, meaning, you know, you, you just have these quippy answers and responses and you're like, which is, it's a defense mechanism, throwing is. up excuses and throwing up the wall. You know, you know, we, we know when we start doing that, we know that we're guilty, but right? I know when I start throwing a wall up and throwing out excuses that I very well could have been doing this, this, and this, but I chose not to because I'm tired. I had to do this or had to do that. And so I'm getting in a defense mode because I know that I'm wrong. But here's the thing. You're, you're, you're doing that because you see your spouse as an enemy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when without a doubt and i've done that with with donna and in actuality what she's trying to do is be a help to me yeah a help because mate. she sees what i'm doing to myself and what i'm doing to myself obviously has an impact upon her and the family and she's actually trying to give me some insight uh and some vision uh and some instruction to say you can actually help yourself a little bit if you'll <laughs> Let's talk about Listen your schedule. Let's talk saying. about what I you're doing. You. Yeah. 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 So, you know, if if you're if you struggle in your relationships with, you know, you think there's manipulation or whatever, then you're going to have to deal with those things separately, right? Yeah. If if there's manipulation Yeah, cuz that's a, re- a reality of that's, some That's a reality some, cuz some we've marriages. done that yeah. to each other. Yeah. But if you come to the place where you realize that your spouse is not manipulating you and when they bring these things up, they actually are doing it because they care and they mm-hmm. love you and they want what's best for you then you'll see that advice in a different light Amen. and you're going to be willing to accept it and you're not going to go to that place of defensiveness. That's right. That's important. Um, so take that from people. That <laughs> we've done this uh, uh, for a while and we know what, and we do know what we're talking about when it comes to this area. So would, let's wrap this up. Would you read that scripture though from, from Philippians oh, chapter 4? Well, if I was knew I was going to read it, I'd have well, it called up. Come on now. Philippians <laughs> chapter 4... Um, Six and seven is is the scripture we're going to read from. I should be able to recite it because I know I have had to memorize this in the past. Yeah. Do you want it in the NLT? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And and the context of this is, let me just set this up. No, I want to read it right now because that's what you said. Oh, I did. So, okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Just be a helpmate. All right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just listen. Just listen. Um, Okay. So, so. The Apostle Paul is, is sharing this with the Philippians and, you know, he's talking about how we get stress and how mm-hmm. we build up all this pressure upon ourselves. And, and Jesus talked about this um, and saying, look, cast all your cares upon me. Cast all your anxieties, all your worries, all your fears upon me and I'll give you rest. Mm-hmm. Right. So the Apostle Paul is kind of saying this a little bit differently to the Philippians about when you get in these kinds of places, you can always pray. So please, now, yes. <laughs> would you go ahead and read that? So he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
Amen. So, you know, back to the God fuel, right? You need that. Yeah. You need the God fuel. You need his perspective. You need a heavenly perspective. So um, listen to your spouse, but listen to God. God, Amen. when Jesus left, he said, look, if I don't leave, because you know, he was physically, you know, he, he was here. He was, he was God in, in deity, could do everything God did, and he was also a man, mm -hmm. right? But he physically came, but he said, look, if I don't go back to the Father, I can't send the helper to mm -hmm. you. That's so right. when you pray, you have Holy Spirit living. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, which is the most important thing, everything works from that place in your marriage. Amen. Having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ empowers you when you read the Word of God to have understanding and revelation. So when Holy Spirit comes, you're, you're praying to God within you. You don't have to look up. Just mm -hmm. look down because He's living on the inside of That's you. Right. You're the temple right. of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so you've got a helper right here and now to help you That's right. with your struggles, with your challenges, with your schedule. He'll help you. He'll give you ideas on how to oh, right yeah. the ship, so to speak. Yeah, so if, you, if your marriage is out of balance, if your life is out of whack and, and, and you've got, you know, your schedule or your debt or the kids' activities or your work or church stuff, they all are, they're robbing your joy. They're robbing you from your God fuel. So, so yeah. you have a choice. You can either walk in that and mm -hmm. be worried and be stressed and give excuses and be defensive and not have joy and peace, or you can pray. Yeah, God will handle it all for you and he'll set it in motion. He will tell you this needs to go. This needs reprioritize. This needs to be up here. If you just have, I don't care how busy you are or what you need to cancel on your schedule, get with God and allow him to walk you through this. But here's the, here's the key point. You're right. Absolutely right. So the, 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 the cherry on top, so to speak, and it's going to be it's going to become a choice for you. Is when you ask God, don't ask Him if you don't want to do something. Exactly. <laughs> but but when we're saying when we're praying and we're asking God for answers and solutions to our troubles and our worries and and letting things go, He's going to give you solutions. And it may be things that you're like, um, I'm not sure I want to do that. Don't ask, because. He's looking for obedience. He's like, right. like, can I trust you? I'm, I'm actually Amen. trying to help you in your marriage Amen. and your life. If you really don't want my help, don't ask me. That's right. But if you're going to ask him and you really want answers and help from him, he'll give it to you. But just be obedient to and follow what he tells you to exactly. do. Exactly. Do what he tells you to do. Yeah. Amen. Do it. And would you pray for everybody out there? Because I, I think there's people out there that are being impacted by this message yeah. today. Yeah. And they, they don't want their marriages to crash. And so... Yeah. I, I just think there's something you can share with them All through right. prayer. All yeah. right, Father, we just thank you for, we thank you for everybody listening uh, in Kenya, in Tanzania, in the United States, and, and across the world, Lord. We just thank you uh, for our listeners. We thank you for those people that are desiring better for their marriage and for their families. And we thank you, God, ultimately for those people that are wanting to put you first and put their spouses first uh, and to right the ship, so to speak, Lord. So, Amen. so Father, I just ask that uh, all of those that are hearing this or that will hear this, Lord, that they just kind of take a step back and allow you, Lord, that they would seek you out, that they would trust your word and know that your word is good, Lord. I pray that they would know without a doubt that that 
everything that you have laid out in, in your word is for their good. Lord, that you desire to give good gifts to your children, that you bless those that that are a blessing to others, but but ultimately that delight in you and that seek you out, Lord. So I come against pride right now in Jesus' yes. name, that it has no authority in anybody that's listening's lives, that that they are children of the one true king. And if they haven't, God, given their lives to you, Lord, and they're listening, that they would do that right now, that they would say, yes, Jesus, come into my heart and into my life. Uh, forgive me of my sins, and I call you Lord and Savior. And so I thank you, Father, for uh, riding the ships. I thank you, Father, for meeting us where we are, for sending the counselor, sending Holy Spirit to us that so that we can commune with you and converse with you and be in covenant with you, Father. So I just thank you, Lord, for touching people individually, for for restoring marriages out there right now, for renewing people's minds, for um, allowing humility to settle over every single person that is listening, God, and for them to get a vision, your vision of their marriage in their hearts right now, in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that um, you give people courage and boldness to to step in areas and arenas that in, in the marriage realm that they have been wanting to do but are afraid to do, God. So just build up their faith. We encourage them right now, in Jesus' name, to take that step towards their spouse, to, to turn their hearts towards their spouse and to love and to un and and to seek understanding and above all else, Lord, to put you first and to put their spouse first. And so I just thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, um, as I believe and feel that you are working uh, all that you are just working behind the scenes always on our behalf. And we just thank you for that. We give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, hey, join God us next you week. Guys. We'll see you. Thank we you so much. You. Love you. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.